Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, it is Joe in the pilot seat for chapter 189 of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. We are 11 episodes away from 200. I don't know what we're going to do for that, but we'll figure something out. But uh, in the meantime, as usual, follow us at Rule of the Galaxy SW on Twitter and Instagram. Just Rule of the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube uh, Rule the Galaxy podcast on TikTok and Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com if you want to send us any emails. Last but not least, if you want any Rule of the Galaxy gear and if you're watching on YouTube, like the sign behind me with hats and shirts. Uh, go to Etsy.com, type in Rule the Galaxy. It's all one word, no spaces. Laura Burton will take care of you there and sell you whatever she can with the Rule the Galaxy logo on it. But it's chapter 189. We did a quick episode earlier this week on the Mandalorian trailer, which I definitely want to get our co-host's ideas on that as well while he's here. Um, but we're going to talk Bad Batch tonight, maybe some other fun stuff. But let's kick it off to one of our regular co-hosts who's just been busy as all get out with two little kids that he's got to chase everywhere, Mr. Nick Shesky. How you doing, Nick? Man, I don't know if you can say regular co-host anymore. I've been so <laughs> infrequent that I'll actually... I will abdicate my regular co-host status to just maybe like frequent guest, you know, <laughs> I understand, but, but man, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm so glad to be back on and talk star Wars. It's, it's so weird where between uh, health stuff with the kids work stuff, extended family stuff. It's just been a kind of a nutty, nutty period. So I'm preaching to the choir, but just, you know, nutty time. And I'm glad to be back on the thing that has not, uh, waned though in this season has been my love of Star Wars. I'll tell you, um, I don't know how I got here. So don't ask me, you know, what the process has been to get to this point, but my recent guilty pleasure. Uh, and I wish Tony Molinero was on here because I actually, I actually got to see Tony over the winter break. He stopped yeah. in Nashville. Um, and my kids got to play with his kids, which was super fun. Uh, but my guilty pleasure has been getting into the new Jedi order books from mm -hmm. the legends series. I'm yeah. on book five or six of, I think 30, like there's, there's tons of them Yep. Uh, all about the Yuzong Vong. And <laughs> I just, I can't help but think of Tony every time I hear him say it in the thing, but my, uh, my passion for star Wars has been driving even in the Disney area with some of the legend stuff as well too. And at some point I would love to do another show just comparing like, We've talked about Disney and everything Disney's done. I'm listening to things and I'm like, oh, they're on Ord Mantel right now with Han Solo in the new Jedi Order books. I wonder if they got some Mantel mix. Interesting, <laughs> you know? So I'm I'm loving Star Wars life right now and glad to be on to talk a little bit more about it tonight. No, I tell you what, those were, uh, that new Jedi Order series, I remember when that came out and uh, starting off with Vector Prime, I believe. Oh, um, it's yeah. good. It's yeah. good. Maybe, maybe I've got a bad opinion, but right now I feel like it's good and I'm liking oh. it and it's strange. And yes, I have to kind of shut my brain off, but I love it. There's between that series and then uh, legacy of the Force series, I believe. And then um, the one where Jason turns bad at the end or it turns bad and Jaina has to battle him. And I can't remember that series. So what forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I can't remember it right now, but it's like they do the Jedi Outcast. That's yes. the, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see the I can see the book title in my brain. They had great covers on that series. They great had great book covers, covers on that. Yeah, yeah, so, really, really good. So yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from, and you know we're we're all at different phases of our lives, and and things are changing for all of us. I mean, 
I'm I'm in my 50s and I'm a grandfather. Um, you know, I've got my I've got a third dog now. We're like dog, you know, we all of a sudden become like a kennel here at my house. Cool. Um, uh, you know, and and you you and Joey and and D Doc, you, you guys are all at the other end of the spectrum where it's little kids pooping their pants and needing mommy all the time. Listen, and Joe, yeah. I wish it was just pooping their pants. It is <laughs> pooping up their back. Pooping down their leg, <laughs> pooping out places you never thought it could go. It's it's a uh, it's a hodgepodge, man. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it. So I, I tell you what, before D D Duck's gonna do his typical show up fifteen minutes late, and that's fine. Uh, but uh, Alfie with, with us doing the extra show this week. Uh, Joey was on earlier this week, and and Alfie and Alfie got complex tonight, and then Brent Dykeman, who was supposed to be on tonight, not feeling well. Brent get get better soon. Um, so it, it was me and you and now D doc, but, uh, we, we discussed, uh, Mandalorian, the, the trailer that came out and we mm -hmm. did a whole show just about that on, uh, earlier this week. So I uh, get some quick feedback from you. What, what did you think about that trailer? Are you excited about Mandalorian season three? And you know what? I think a lot of things about it. My first thought is I so love, you know, the internet gets a bad rap in a lot of different ways. I so love living in the day and age where I don't have to watch a Monday night football game to, to like actually watch the trailer. Like it's on yeah. and available 30 seconds after it airs on TV. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I was, I didn't watch the game that was on the other night, but it popped right up, you know, right. My phone started blown up and partially it started blown up from the really galaxy text where I, I kid you not. I had 55 missed texts. That popped up and I was like, this, something's happening. Either somebody died that was part of Star Wars or, you know, Ryan Johnson's coming out with his new trilogy uh -huh. or something happened. And I popped up and I looked at it and I got to tell you, it looks like more of everything that I've loved already of Mandalorian. I'm not as intricate as Alfie in the details of, you know, I, I got to go back and listen to the show where you talked. I, I haven't had a chance to listen to Monday Night Show yet. But to listen to the details of, you know, all the spoilers and everything that he found out and all the dark web stuff that he's into for it. I like being surprised by it. But from everything that I saw, the, the, I'll give you one. The piece that stuck out to me the most that I'm most excited about is the continuity between all of these different shows. Yes. Seeing the ruin, ruined uh, or the ruins of Mandalore. And the fact that he's going to go back there and go see that to me, I just think that that is so cool. I'm in for that. I'm all about it. There's little things, you know, again, little stuff from series that they've built into that I like. Uh, but I'm I'm just excited to see more of, you know, his journey. Well, Joey, yeah, Joey brought up the the whole continuity thing during the show. And he was right. I mean, seeing that Favreau and Filoni have kind of made this intricate web between what they're going to be doing with Book of Boba Fett, uh, you know, this series, the Ahsoka series, the Skeleton Crew, and how they're going to intertwine it all together. Exactly. All the, I mean, it's just, it's, I, I can't, I can't imagine what the whiteboard looks like of how they keep all this stuff straight of this happens then. And this, you know, I did the short dive into fan fiction during, um, during COVID. And I felt like, Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny looking at the board of like, you know, <laughs> the conspiracy theories because I couldn't keep it all straight. I can't imagine what their board looks like. No, I, but I tell you what, I would pay money to go look at that board because oh, uh, I, I we have white, yeah, we have whiteboards all over at work and there's always something on there. And you're like, oh, that that over there and those numbers over there. So to see that with this storyline to that storyline to this character weaves there. I, I would pay money just to see that. I think it's going to be great. And, and, you know, Joey brought up a good point for him. It's um, he's being a first time dad and having a, a five month old. And here he is, he's going to watch Mando holding on to Grogu, you know, kind of like a dad son kind of a thing. He said, it's going to be awesome to be sitting there watching it with my son and, and, you know, kind of being like, wow, Mando and Grogu right here. So that, well, and that's I, pretty cool. I can empathize with him, Joseph, because yeah. you know we, I, we. It's been so long since I've been on. For Christmas, I I forced my wife to buy the little Galaxy of Heroes, mm -hmm. uh, little you know small three inch you know the toy little chubby toy. guys, yeah, yeah, little chubby yeah. guys. 
And it's got a Darth Vader one, which now my son Graham can go, he can distinguish. He goes, Darth Vader. Like he can distinguish who he is. And he doesn't know the difference between Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker, but he can just say Skywalker. And for me, it's so fun watching it through like his little eyes. And yeah. See, so I get Joey's like, all I'm doing right now is watching Star Wars going, man, I can't wait to rewatch this mm-hmm. in continuity with him. And my wife is like, he's never going to watch that with you. I'm like, oh, he's going to watch every second of it with me. You you know oh, what I'm, I'm looking forward to for you and Joey is, um, you know, I've got just stuff stored away, right? And, and Joey's oh. got a collection of stuff. You've got all your stuff that you grew up with. So when you sit down and watch that show and then he looks and then you go and set the ship down or the guy down right next to him, he's going to look at you like amazement, like, where did this come from? How do you have this? And it's just going to reel him right in. I, D-Duck was talking about it. I mean, his son, his son now is like, oh, I want to see this and I want to watch that. And oh, my gosh, we've got these toys. And yeah, yeah it's awesome. Well, and I've, I've been blessed enough to keep the lightsabers that I had when I was growing up. And so, uh, excuse me. I have one of the ones that I, I have the the Luke Skywalker Force FX one uh, from Return of the Jedi, which is just sweet to this day. Mm-hmm. I still think it's one of the best Star Wars thing I ever got. And we have a friend that friend of the family that she actually brought over the Mandalorian dark saber, um, like the toy one. I think it was rated like the most dangerous kids toy, really. You know, of the year that it came out because it, it's it's a hard piece of plastic. Like you get smacked in the face. I've been hit with it by my kid. It's tough, but my kid will walk around. I'll go, go to the basement, play lightsabers, go to the basement, play lightsabers. I'm like, dude, nothing would make me more happy than to go to the basement and play lightsabers. With you. Yes. Let's go. You don't even know what I'm talking about, but let's go do it. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's all the process. I, I still remember doing the, <clears throat> the same thing with Joey when I first started letting him watch star Wars back in the day when there wasn't that much to watch, right. When there were three movies and that was pretty much it. Uh, to be able to have that and then take the figures out and go, oh, by the way, that guy you just watched, here's his character. And uh, so it, it's a so fun. Cool. Passing of the now, torch, here's, man. Here's what I'm worried about, though, because I didn't, like, again, he's my first kid. I'll pay more for counseling for him than any of my other kids. But we did, uh, you know, I, I've been replaying Jedi Fallen Order mm-hmm. in the few minutes of spare time that I have. So, like, on a weekend when he's napping, I'll pull it up and I'll play it. And on the weekends that he doesn't nap, I've found that like a great distraction is I'll bring him downstairs with me. I'll give him the second Xbox controller and I take a battery out of it and Mm. I'll play it while he can sit there. That game though is kind of scary. Like there's things in it that like I, to me, it doesn't scare me, but for a a two-year-old, you're like, dude, the whole Dathomir part, we should just like not be, this should not be (laughs) put in your brain. The big trolls, from it like and so i'm in this weird moment now where like he came upstairs the other day and he was like play star wars with dad and i was like yeah you want to go play it and he goes scary monsters and i was like <laughs> oh yeah well dad kills the monsters so it's okay like it's all right and he's like dad kills the monsters and my wife was like what are you doing with him down there oh, like what stop he's gonna have night terrors stop this you, you know the, the old man of me will come out the, the get off my lawn joe will come out more of it and and i will just tell you um besides joey i mean let's face it joey's not a normal kid i can't say kid anymore he turns 30 this year but you know he's a little different that i'll put on me um but you know at two and three I was full in on the original trilogy with him. And I was like, buddy, you're going to see the Rancor pit. You're going to see Luke get his hand cut off. And you know what? So far, he's turned out okay. I mean, he's He's a contributing member to society, Joseph. That's true. That's all I'm looking for. (laughs) He's turned out fine. He's okay. He's married. He's got a family. He's not a serial killer, to our knowledge. So we're good. Okay. Well, see, that makes me feel better. Makes me feel better. Um. So I, I, you know, while we're, while we're waiting for D doc and his, his, uh, big, big announcement, you know, his big, uh, showing up on the show here. Um, we, we talked about that, the Mando trailer. Um, some people were saying Sabine was one of the people in the Mando trailer. I, I saw a, a female Mando shoot somebody. And I think I brought it up like, Hey, who is that? And at first I thought it was, uh, Phoenix Shand because it was such a quick glimpse, but then we paused on it. 
it is a Mandalorian. She does her helmet has has a similar color to Sabine. Right. I'm not going to go there. I I don't know. I know we just talked about all that intricate web, but if it's not, it's not going to bother me. But there were some people online definitely saying that. Um, I don't know if it is a big key that she'd be in it or not, but um, you know, it is what it is. So you've got to uh, think with the web that they're weaving that at some point, like whether it's it could be Sabine. I mean, and honestly. It wouldn't be too far of a stretch for me to think with Ahsoka coming out yep. that they're going to bring Sabine and Ahsoka and Ezra and Thrawn and all these people back. Um, for me, though, I've said it on here before about like the speculation game. Like, yeah, until I see it, part of me is like, man, I don't know. Now, I will say this. I think we're playing checkers while they're playing chess to a degree. So like the Grogu reveal, Alfie Molinero knew that a baby Yoda was going to be there. Mm-hmm. The normal Star Wars viewer, including myself, was like, what? A baby Yoda? That's so-. like, I had no clue. Right. So I think that they're too cautious about this to just casually drop something without it actually being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, like you said, the speculation, I only brought it up because I was like, wow, a lot of people are mentioning this. I didn't, I just thought maybe it was a female Mando after I thought of initially it was a Phoenix Shan, but hey, it is what it is. Which, if it's her, great. You know, just ties in more things. For for Brent Dykeman's sake, you know, I hope that it's a new character and that it's there somebody brand new that we've never experienced that has some sort of broken Mandalorian story that we're going to grow to love. I hope that that's the case. Me Would too. I be shocked if it's Sabine? No. So, so um, I'll get these out and just get these questions going until until we uh, get going on Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 4, faster. Oh, D-Doc's showing up, so he'll be able to hop into these questions. Um, so do you think, and we'll ask D-Doc when he hops on here, do you think with all the content that's out there right now, do you think as a Star Wars fan it is necessary to either A, read all the content that's out there with books and comics to be able to keep track and for everything to make sense or B watch all the content on Disney plus as far as animated series shorts at live action, all that stuff. Do you think star Wars fans need to have it all? Or do you think they can get by and and not see it all and it still makes sense to them? Hmm. Well, before I answer this question, Joseph, you don't get enough credit because these are really good questions that you bring to every single show. (laughs) I want every person listening to know this is harder than it looks coming up with these questions. So great question. Um, I I would argue this. It depends on who you are. So like my dad is is a Star Wars fan. He loves Star Wars. He'll watch the stuff that I tell him to watch. Never will he ever pick up a book or a comic book mm-hmm. to, you know, read about what happens between episode three and four. Like that just won't be a thing for him. And to him, ignorance is bliss. And he lives in, you know, here's the Star Wars that I see. He he probably will never watch Bad Batch or Clone Wars or anything like that because it's a cartoon. And for him where he's at, that's a hard medium for him to get into. Sure. And he still loves it, you know. For me, it just increases the bandwidth of the beauty of everything that we're seeing. So I would argue that it's probably based on preference of who's watching this stuff and the beauty of to go like, there are probably other people out there that they read all the comic books and they hate the Bad Batch or they hate, you know, something about what's coming out. Like what I love is that we're still getting enough of a plethora of different things that it kind of hits the, the taste of different people. So I don't know. That's that's one take. No, I like it. D-Doc, D- welcome to the show, by the way, D-Doc. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty late, pretty late tonight, but I wanted to join. Is my audio sounding good? Your we're, audio we're sounds good great, here. and you'd never have to apologize. I mean, you you know, we're roping you into this thing. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've kind of we've kind of entrapped you into this now. Um, So uh, everything's good. Kids go, going well, everything like yeah. that. Been a bit, been a bit of a busy week. Uh, felt a little bit brain dead today, but you know what? I'm like... <laughs> 
I, I was like, I need to get this Bad Batch episode in because I know that the second I jump on the podcast, I'll get that energy. And, you know, I'm I'm just, yeah, happy to be joining you guys here. Happy to have Nick back on. No, no, hey, that's Doc, great. Glad to be back on. And you were like the Steve McQueen of podcasts. You show up at just the right time. <laughs> Steve exactly. McQueen of podcasts. I love it. I'll take about- it. Um, so, uh, d my question to Nick and, and I'll let you get your thought on it here real quick. Do, do Star Wars fans need to either a read all the books, comic books and other written material out there, or B watch every animated show, live action show and short out there to really keep up? Or is there enough out there that keeps that, that they can keep current with everything if they just watch the major things that come out yeah that's that's brilliant that is interesting because you know what i'm gonna have to do a research study because i have one buddy who only watches the live action and i'll kind of do a test to see how much he understands what's going on like i'll ask him about ahsoka and stuff and like see if he even remembers her because honestly i feel like she was like the flash in the pan for some people like Mm -hmm. To him, I think all he'll probably know her as is the girl with like the the blue tentacles. That's probably what he would call her, honestly. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's getting pretty deep with all this animated it stuff. It, it, it's getting pretty complicated, I'll say. Um, but it's like an opt in thing. So, like, yeah, it's kind of like choose your own adventure. Like, how deep do you want to get into what? Now, I will argue this. If they don't go back to making movies, mm. it's going to get deep. So, like, it's the same thing I would argue with the MCU right now. There's so much other crap that's going on. <laughs> crap might be too strong, but there's so much other, other stuff that's coming out that I'm worried because I've not watched all the other stuff that I'm going to get into a movie that they release. And I'm going to be like, wait, what the Ant-Man has a relationship with so-and-so because I didn't watch... Right. Something before. So if they can get back to making movies and putting them in theaters, maybe it would be concerning. But other than that, I don't know. Well, I, from a guy who started a podcast with his son three years ago and is now on his 189th episode, I will tell you that the High Republic, I've kind of, that's lost all momentum with me. Um, the comic books, honestly, I love the older kind the dark horse and the old Marvel, but the newer stuff, I haven't kept up on it. Um, <clears throat> the overall novels, unless it's about a character or a time frame that I'm really interested in, I don't jump in on all those. It's just very time consuming and you have to be on the ones that make sense for you. It's like collecting figures, you know, you have to buy the ones that you really like and you're focused on, but here we are doing this and I don't feel like I'm any less of a fan because I don't read those things or or take in all those items. Uh, and I feel knowledgeable enough to still host the show and have you guys on and have a roundtable about things. So I probably will focus on the live action and the animated. I've always, I've, I've just always loved the animated stuff since, since I got hooked on it. Um, so I, I will focus on that um, and the movies if they ever come back out. But occasionally I'll read a book or something like that. But yeah, I, I'm I'm a I'm a believer that it is. It fits the person, the fan themselves. Yeah. what uh, one thing I'll say when I joined this podcast is I listened to you guys before it and I know that you guys your Star Wars knowledge was more than mine when I got on here, without a doubt, because there was just I never read any of the books. Uh the animated shows were not a thing I watched. I got into them because of this podcast. And it's like, I was nervous about that when I joined it because I was like, I don't want to sound stupid. And then as I've been on it, I'm just like, it's okay if you don't know certain things in Star Wars. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, I forget the names of planets all the time. (laughs) I forget uh, where certain things have happened in the timeline all the time. But it's like, you know, you're just a fan of it. So as Nick said, you can choose your entry points and just be a part of it. And it's okay, you know? Go ahead, Nick. Now, 20 seconds, and I promise this will take more than 20 seconds. I <laughs> promise that I wouldn't derail our show on this tonight. But, D-Doc, I was telling Joe when we first started that my Star Wars 
obsession has continued even during my absence from Rule of the Galaxy. And I'm listening to all the new Jedi Order books. So Legends, all about the Yuuzhan Vong, which arguably was the High Republic before the High Republic was a thing. Space pirates, Mm -hmm. interstellar aliens that come that are kind of like pirates that take over systems and do that. I would argue, and this maybe we do a show about this at some point, that Disney has gone soft with their bad guys. And what I mean is when you read this new Jedi Order series, the Yuuzhan Vong is freaking bloodthirsty. Mm -hmm. I mean, just killing everybody, destroying planets. You're finishing books going like, what the Chewbacca just died? You know, horrible, you know, grotesque, you know, kind of stuff. And then you've got the space pirate in high Republic that just feels sad and feels like he, you know, he's melancholy, like he needs, you know, and I know Jessica's going to kill me for saying it. Cause she loves the <laughs> high Republic and I'm, I'm crapping on her thing. But I really, when I, when I look at the two, I, I, for, for a while, I tried to get into high Republic and I was like, man, why do I not love this? And I'm like, Oh, because I'm not compelled to love this. Like, I don't feel like mm-hmm. even Yuzong Vong gets a bad rap and slurs from Tony. But if you listen to it, like you, you go, wow, these are compelling, dangerous, evil bad guys minus a space pirate who's just whatever. And you can argue you've not read enough books. I read like eight of those books and I was, st- and I'm still out. Yeah. D-Doc, I can tell you, if you, if you just follow along to like what me, Alfie, Nick, and a few others tell you to read, it, it, it's like watching Clone Wars. Clone Wars was seven seasons long, you know, whatever, 20 plus episodes per season. You can cut it in half and get completely enthralled and love it. And the, Or if you want to watch the other half, you can go, what did I just watch for that three, you know, arc series right there? Kind of like so. Bad Batch season two. Yes, which we're going to hit. You whole episodes and not <laughs> miss one thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. To come. I um, you know, yeah. I want to expand on one thing that Nick was saying too about the Disney um bad guys too. Like <clears throat> I I I had mentioned the other day I was watching a documentary on uh the rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. and I, I find it interesting, like Adam Driver's in a lot of movies and stuff, and he was the big bad of um, you know, that trilogy. And it's like, you know when you see James Earl Jones, you think that's Darth Vader. Like, and I, I'm a big Adam driver fan too. It's just that I think the fact that they didn't technically really make him a villain in it because he kind of was like, you knew that he was trying to be a villain, but he deep down couldn't be. And then Palps was kind of there. So it's like, they couldn't just choose a guy and say, this guy is flat out evil, which I do think Moff Gideon is. And I do think we're going to get one more villain in the Mandalorian. That's what I think. So I think Filoni will hit on the the big bad in it because in that trailer, the guy said like, there's a lot, there's something bad going on out there. So like, I don't know if they tie it into the sequel trilogy, it's going to be pretty weird. They've I don't gotta know. Bring another bad guy. In Cause Gideon soft as baby poop. There's no <laughs> way. I, that's where I stand. I stand on it. I feel like he was trying to be the guy from uh, Breaking Bad, but he just couldn't quite pull it off. I think he's got. Okay. I think there's more to him, honestly. I hope I'm so. Saying. I hope you're right, D Doc. I really do because I was after watching him get whooped by what's the girl from Twenty Four? Um, Katie. Um, Katie from. 24, you mean from Starbuck, from Battlestar Galactica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the, the one that... Uh, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know why 24 is when I associate her. <laughs> well, but. she was in the uh, season of that. So that's she was. with Freddie Prince Jr., who played Kane and Jarrus. So there you go. You had Kane there and Jarrus and, and yes. Bo-Katan in a series. Yeah. He, she whooped him. So <laughs> we... Yeah. Um, well, that's a good point that you brought up there though nick that is that is definitely something to think about that they just need to go all in on a villain you know just say this guy is is just a bad guy and that's it like i don't know like it's you know i don't I, babies I, you know. I don't i don't watch horror movies really anymore but i have a feeling that like even today's 
bad guys in horror movies are just misunderstood people, you know? <laughs> like, no. there's... They're a serial killer, but they're not a misunderstood misunderstood. person. I mean, he's evil. (laughs) Freddie is not misunderstood, Joseph. All right. Well, I mean, maybe that's the problem with filmmaking, though. We're like, now they want you to. There's no true good guys and bad guys, and for some for some reasons, it's good because it raises the anti-hero. You want to cheer on, you know, Deadpool, but at the same point there's no good guys and bad guys anymore. And so you go like, that's what made star Wars. So awesome was there was a definitive, like Palpatine's bad. We know he's bad. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And I, and again, I'm eating my own words as I say it, because Darth Vader turns out to be, you know, an okay dude at the end, although he's murdered hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. They pulled it off with that though. Like that's the thing. It worked with that. Like he was bad until the the end. Yeah. But you know what? To plenty of people, Luke Skywalker is a bad guy for killing all those innocents that were just working on the Death Star. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow. and he's a bad dude for just disappearing and yes, pumping a animal out in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Yeah, no, we'll <laughs> go with that. Uh, green milk, green milk. Um, so hey, we I don't want to keep it a long show tonight because, like I said, we, it was a bonus show earlier this week, so. We, we've hit on a few things here and, and actually some very good topics that were kind of fun. And I had a few notes, but you know what? It was good to bounce those all around. And, and I appreciate you guys doing that. Let's let's hop in here on uh, season two, episode four of The Bad Batch, Faster. Um, I would say, and I wasn't on the most recent show that you guys did, D-Doc. That was one of my... The, episode three was one of my favorite bad batch episodes ever yes um it was great it was yeah see that was just great anime i mean you sitting there going no way this is an animated show this is too good um and then they went back and said we're gonna give you a week to just kind of take it in and be like a saturday morning cartoon um it felt like pod racing mixed with mario kart it it was the adventure of the week kind of thing. I hate to say that, but it I mean, I really have enjoyed Bad Batch. I just did a rewatch of the first season. And yeah, there were some fluff episodes in that as well. But that show did, by the end, become a very good show. And there were some really good points in there and some good characters built up. Uh, so to come off that high of episode three, I was like, man, I'm really jazzed. Let's see. And then I went, oh. Okay. Um, you guys have the same thoughts, I'm guessing? D-Doc, you just watched it. Go ahead, Nick. Well, so here's my thought. I asked that same question because I agree with you, Joseph. I think that episode three of Bad Batch was one of the best things we've gotten since Clone Wars season seven. Better, I mean, the Commander Cody buying the emotional mm-hmm. pull that they have throughout it was so good. The The question I've been asking was like, okay, could they have put anything after that that would have chilled it out? Or like anything after that that would have been like, man, that was good. Or was everything just kind of destined to be that, that they leaned into it? The second that they were like, where's Hunter and Echo? Mm-hmm. I was like, frick, we're, we're, we're <laughs> headed towards filler. You know, kind of, we're headed towards a poor man's pod race. We're going to Mantel Mix, yes. We're going to Mantel Mix. We're going to, uh, you know, droids episodes of mm. of rebels and clone wars where it doesn't actually add to the story at all but but i do think like that's the hard part of it was such a good episode of season three or episode three that anything after that i would imagine yeah. would be part following that yeah yeah I-, I agree with that it's like these episodes sometimes i miss stuff because it as as you said joe it almost does feel like the saturday morning um cartoon like it's fun and stuff like that it's like yeah uh, like i started off watching the show with my little guy and i didn't i didn't show him episode three actually i just kind of pretended that didn't happen because <laughs> i honestly I, it might be a little intense i don't know it's like you know You're such a better dad than i am d doc go back and listen to the first 20 minutes of this and you're gonna be like, Dang, I'll probably show it to him. We dad. just we just watch Revenge of the Sith. My kids were, I had a, my daughter couldn't sleep for two days because she saw the final battle. So, 
my wife comes down and she goes, <laughs> I, I won't get too sidetracked here too, but she goes, you need to go upstairs and talk to Harper. And I'm like, <laughs> why? And she goes, she can't sleep because of Star Wars. And I'm just like, <laughs> damn it. Scary monsters, dad. Yeah. Scary I, monsters. yeah. I found a picture of Hayden and you and uh, <laughs> hugging each other in real life. I'm like, they're friends. Like he wow. didn't really burn. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, love it. I You're love rationalizing it. Oh, my gosh. Or she got Facebook. home while we were watching it, and she kind of stood in the corner there. And I'm like, uh, like she'll probably go away if she's afraid, but she didn't. And I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> she just locked in and yeah, yeah. watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys know down the line if we did any permanent damage. I don't think we did. I, I think we're all right. She got over it. At, it was uh, only two nights, and she got over it. So I think uh, we're good. And she said she likes Star Wars. So we're. I all think right. I think the title of this episode is going to be Daddy Issues. It's because yeah, we just have issues with this, and um, you know, I mean, fortunately, uh, Joey was twelve, ten. What? How old was he? Nineteen uh, twenty. He was uh, twelve when uh, Revenge of the Sith came out. So a little different feel. Um, Whatever. Yeah. I've told the story on the show before. I saw it and I went into a depression. Well, yeah. Because it was because I was one, like, what the hell did I just watch? And two, Star Wars is done. Yeah. Yeah. 12 is definitely the appropriate age to see a dismembered burning body. That's when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah, you're ready. Yeah. Get in here. Suck it up. Uh, you know like what? It, honestly, though, like seriously, I gotta say this, and I'll close it. I'll, I'll oh, close it because I, I sidetracked it with this. No, it's good. it shows how good of a job Hayden Christensen did in those scenes because when I showed her the picture of her, him and Ewan, I felt like when she saw Anakin's face, she, or Hayden Christensen's face, I think she was afraid of him actually. So I'm like. He's a nice guy. Look, he's laughing. He's a normal guy. Look at the blue screen. They're making movies and videos just like I do. Like, cause she knows I make like my plumbing mm. videos. So it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to tell a kid that, you know, we all, we all learn our lessons in parenting. That was a good lesson for me. So <laughs> a lot of explaining. <laughs> we all, we all do, you know, I mean, there's so many things that you guys get to look forward to over the next decade plus. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. Um, you know, I, I've got stories about my kids and I'll just wait to compare them to your kids. Fortunately, <laughs> my kids didn't have the same, you know, there wasn't streaming. There wasn't the Internet oh, really that much. There wasn't cell phones as much. But I, I'm really interested to see where this goes. And <laughs> and you know what? If it means that we have to chip in and pay for some of the um, therapy stuff, just let us know. <laughs> um, but uh we we'll get a GoFundMe page going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> GoFundMe for my kids' therapy. <laughs> Showed um, Revenge of the Sith too early. <laughs> so one of the things that did stand out to me in this episode <clears throat> that actually was a storyline was Omega's too trusting, and she's she's too forgiving. She's too willing to look for the best in everybody. She wanted to look for the best in Sid. I mean, we find out that Sid we already knew. She was a criminal somewhat. We already knew she probably already had a checkered past. But in this, we find out she she really did, right? Um, we met her former either foe or whatever. I forget his name now that I'm thinking about it. <clears throat> but he was a big he was a big alien from The Force Awakens that was, I mean, he wasn't the same guy, but the same species as that guy sitting in Maz Kanata's bar, right? Um, with the horns on his chin. But but Omega's too trusting. She wanted when Sid got in trouble and was leading them down the bat path of they're getting themselves in trouble, Omega was all in. She wanted to save Sid no matter what and, and be there for her while Tech and Wrecker were like, eh, we're out if we if we can, right? We don't need to be in this mix right here. So do you think that will come back and play at any time in the future? The the trusting part of her and her having too much emotions for people. You can edit, Nick. You look like you got a point ready. I could write the end of this season. And I hate <laughs> that I could do this based off the dialogue that we got. The little part where she turns around, where where the guy, Big Scary, who you're talking about, where mm -hmm. he turns around, he's like, don't trust her. She'll stab you in the back. I'm going to tell you right now 
how this season's going to end. There's going to be a point where she's going to have an opportunity to stab them in the back, and Omega is going to appeal to appeal to her and lean in in some capacity and say, "We we do trust you. It's okay. You're not what you were before." And then Sid is going to choose the high road and not do this. Like I I I hate that it's that way, but I could almost paint that out to say, like from the dialogue mm-hmm. about don't. Just wait. She'll turn around and she'll stab you in the back. I saw that and I was like, frick, there's the next eight filler episodes that we're going to get of just the build up towards a moment where she's going to try to turn on them. And then she's going to have this attack of conscience and it's not going to happen that way. Okay. I don't imagine this season ending with like a, like an empire end where you're like, wait, we just lost. What just happened? Okay. No, I, I could definitely I could definitely see that happening. And yeah, that that storyline definitely is panning out. I mean, I guess you could technically say it was like almost an Omega like learning, like tr- trust uh, wise learning episode. Did you notice the voice of that guy, too, by the way? It was. um, Yes, I, uh, I saw the credits of that. Yeah. Um, uh, Ernie, oh, Ernie, Ernie Hudson, right. The guy from yeah. Ghostbusters, wasn't he the Go- Ghostbusters guy? Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, he's in Ghostbusters, and he he was in um, I think he's in that show Grace and Frankie. That I don't know if any of you guys have ever watched that on Netflix. He was but in he's Oz. been in a ton of stuff. He was in Oz, and as a matter of fact, what's funny is last night my wife and I were just kind of bouncing around TV shows, and I got back late from helping at at my kids' high school they went to, and Miss Congeniality one and two were on with Sandra Bullock, which. Uh, Sandra Bullock. I, I'll watch any movie she's in, pretty much. But Ernie Hudson was the head, her head, her boss in the FBI. So I'm like, I just watched him in Star Wars, and now here he is in that. Yeah, weird how that how that always happens. Yeah, so. and they had the guy who does uh, Sonic. He did the droid, so I, he's uh, he's in yes. a ton of stuff too. So before I get to him, because he was right here on my list, I. Back when we met the um, Wanda Sykes character in episode one of The Bad Batch, my first thought was they're not going to keep Sid around for the entire season, and that storyline is going to get out. And this new Wanda Sykes character, which I forget her name, B. Genoa or something like that. Who cares? Um, what's that? <laughs> Who cares? Well, yeah. Well, she. <laughs> I felt like she was going to replace her. Like it. She she's a pirate, I think. And I, thought I thought that too. Actually, I thought you know at some point in time they're going to have to go off and be pirates with her away from Sid because Sid's going to be axed out, right? So I don't know. I don't know if that'll lead to that. But that Teo character, as you mentioned, Ben Schwartz is the guy who I you know I knew him from what Parks and Rec, right? Didn't he play the so crazy? Fun. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's crazy in that show. Oh my god, what's so his name in Parks and Rec? Oh John Ruffio. There yeah, you go, John, John Ralphio, Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he played that. Now, look, I mean, <clears throat> we called this filler. We called this fun. A kid, a character like that is going to appeal probably with the action and the, the, the not pods, but riot, you know, car, cars they were in or what have you. Uh, that's going to appeal to kids. And if you want fans 20 years from now, you've got to throw in some of this stuff to make it to where they're going to like it. But uh, he wasn't my favorite character, but I see where they were going with it. You know, I mean, a little fun, a little crazy, a little loud. Yeah, I get it. So that's why I want to show my little guy this and see if he catches on that. It's Sonic's voice. Cause like, I'm telling you, Sonic is bigger than when I was a kid. Now Sonic, the hedgehog is like up here for kids. Cause they the love it. Oh yeah. They love wow. it. Like I haven't seen either one of them. Oh, yeah. Like the kids at my son's school, it's like, you know, everybody loves Sonic the Hedgehog right now. He's like he's like the king. So, wow. Yeah. So those movies did some good numbers, too. And I went and saw them. They're good movies. They're fun to watch. So you'll have you'll be watching them in the future. Don't worry, because Uh, as your timeline goes, Sonic (laughs) 3 will be coming out when Frank (laughs) is like getting there. So you'll, you'll be in it. But. Yeah, it was fun to hear him voice the droid. I didn't think he felt very droid-like, kind no. of. He felt like human, you know, like, as we said um, with the, the, the droid from um, Andor, how they're, like, teetering that line between human yes. and droid. Yes. 
but it, it was just fun. And as you said, I know kids would enjoy this episode. So it's like, you got to play that balance with you it, do. I guess. So You do. I mean, whether it's Clone Wars, whether it's Rebels, whether it's Bad Batch, uh, whether it's the other ones uh, that I'm uh, Resistance, you have to have that mix and, and, and make it to where it's like there's important storylines to people like us who are nerdy enough to pay attention to everything that's going on. And then little kids are going to watch and go, oh, it's great action. And that's great. That's a funny character. And because that's what's going to stick with them. I mean, Joey sent me a video um, just yesterday and it was him sitting on his couch and Frankie was sitting on his lap and he had Bad Batch on in front of him. And he's like, you know, here's Frank. Frankie was just staring at TV, all the colors and the lights. And yep. that's that's going to do it. Right. And uh, so I don't know. I mean, this droid got kind of destroyed. I don't know if he'll have a returning <laughs> role or not. You know, maybe tech will repair him and bring him back. I don't know. But um, that that was that was an interesting storyline. I like that tech, who's kind of the guy in the shadows of everything all the time. He's not Hunter. He's not Echo, who has a great past and storyline. He's not Wrecker, who's the action guy. Um, he's tech, and he's usually pressing a button and talking over an intercom, telling them what to do. So mm-hmm. for him to have something where he actually was valuable to the story and then uh, showed up that he could be important enough to it, that was great. I mean, it was good to see that. I liked that they joked around. They were like, Tech? Tech, that's his name? What else is it? You know, is there anything else with it? It's just Tech. Okay. Um, so anyway, Nick, go ahead. I did think that banter was really good, particularly to like when he wins the race. And they're like celebrating. He's like, why do you seem surprised that I just want like, again, like tech is, I feel like between, I think it was episode two where tech and Omega have this like bonding moment. I feel like they're giving more to tech in this season to like expand his character. Uh, However, I would say, did anybody else the second that they, I'm being Alfie Molinaro on this episode saying, did anybody else (laughs) and when, they showed the track that was like cut off or that was like sealed off. The mm-hmm. second they showed it, you were like, he's going through there. He's going to go, <laughs> he's going to go down. 100%. There. There's no doubt. Yeah. Twice. I think it's going to be tech. It's not going to be record. It's going to be tech. Yeah. But I think they did say it twice. Like, Oh, don't go down the left pipe tunnel. Don't go. Le- hey, that left tunnel, stay away from it. You know? And I'm going, yeah, it, they're going to go down the left tunnel. It's coming up any time now. So we're going down there. It's going to happen. But, you know what? Up, but but the yeah. bad batch can overcome it. If you're a four or five year old kid, that's going to get you. Oh, the, it's you brand new news. news. You're like, going, no, they say don't do it. Yes. I want to see your son, D-Doc. I want to see little Doc watch when he goes down the left tunnel. He's going to look at you and go, dad, they said, don't go down the left tunnel. I know. Yeah. He will. He'll be all in on that. That's I'll probably watch it with him tomorrow actually. But yeah, I, and I loved, um, I love tech, uh, getting that praise and hearing the crowd chant his name at the end was pretty cool. You could tell he kind of like tech is one of my random favorite characters. I just really like him for some reason. Like his black series figure I have is mm-hmm. one of my favorite figures of all of them that I have. I don't know why I just really like him. So <clears throat> it was cool you know to see him, is? uh, it's his little door. visor that comes down and decodes what aliens are saying. Yeah, it's cool. So cool. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Huh. Okay. And he fixes stuff. He's always working on yeah. stuff. I like yeah. that. So he's like, you know, I can relate to that. He, as I say, he probably would be doing self-help videos if he could on yeah. YouTube and, and Instagram. <laughs> exactly. Uh, on the hollow net. He'd be yeah. on the hollow net. Um, so, you know, besides those few questions that I had before and the little banter and everything like that, Bad Batch, let's just face it. This was not an episode where we were going, hey, we're going to spend, I mean, guys, we spent an hour on one minute and 40 seconds of the Mandalorian trailer. So this episode right here of Bad Batch, which was a half an hour long, we're going to spend 25 minutes talking about it. And it's so I think that kind of shows you the weight and everything like that of this episode. But we all know that as we get closer to A New Hope and as we get closer to Andor and to uh, Rebels with the Bad Batch seasons, stuff's going to go down. Things are going to happen. Characters are going to be intertwined 
that are in that sweet spot between episode three and episode four. And we're at some point in time, you know, we were talking about Mando. I, I don't think Mando needs to go more than four or five seasons. I think you hit it, you get all the stuff, the meat taken care of it, and then you, you let Mando go be character of the week in Ahsoka show or in Skeleton Crew or whatever they're going to have next. Uh, because, you know, I think you can get to, it's like Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, while it's my favorite show on TV, I'm okay with this season, the third season, possibly being the last one, if that's what they're going to do, because I know it's just going to be that good and that quality. And I kind of want that for Star Wars. So Bad Batch, I don't think it needs to be a five to eight season, you know, like Clone Wars or whatever. Give me three, four solid seasons. Get us ready for, you know, what's going to happen with the, you know, New Hope and all that and get out, right? Plus, uh, let's face it, they're not in, none of these characters are in the original trilogy. So we can't really keep this going for all of them and make that happen. I don't know. What are, what are some of your guys' thoughts on that, the the show length and everything where it's leading to? DDoc, go ahead. Yeah, I agree. Four or five seasons for Mando seems dead on to me. I totally agree with that. You don't want to fall into the trap of going too long with something because some shows have fallen into that trap. And it's like, you know, something could be so great and then it starts to get a little watered down. And to me, Mando's really never been watered down for me yet. Like uh, an episode of Bad Batch like this, I can watch it and be like, all right, it was one of those ones this week and move on from it. But mm-hmm. like when it comes to the live action, your expectations are a little bit higher. You know, it's like it's hard to sometimes take a live action episode where you're just like, eh, like the only the only meaning of this episode was that last line of it, technically, like storyline wise. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm definitely on par with with everything you said there. Get get these shows done. Tell us these stories. You don't need to drag it out, you know, because we got a lot going on. So it, that's a good thing that you don't need to drag them out. So go ahead, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Nick, yeah, you're Nick's muted. Moves. Hey, sorry, I'm muted. <laughs> um, hey, my my only hope is this. I do believe that with some of these shows that like less is more. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that that's just particular to live action. So like, if you think about Avatar, the last airbender, that's it. That show ended on the third season and it was perfect. Like it was amazing. Like it, and, and any, like it left me wanting more, but it was just enough where it was like, I got the ending that I wanted and I'm okay with that. And I feel satisfied. But if they had done another season, I would have been okay with it. As opposed to like a Game of Thrones where you do seven seasons and you get to season seven and you're like, no, that was not what I wanted. Like that was not, (laughs) you didn't know how to land the plane. Like I'd rather you know how to land the plane and end it well, as opposed to like going for more. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, how many seasons of The Walking Dead are there at this point? Like 14 seasons or something. I never watched that show. People have told me to, but like. I know that people who are hardcore fans and I watch them transition to like, yeah, Walking Dead is on, but it's like, you know, I don't know where they're going at this point. Like with it, like, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. You, 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 you go too long. You can water something down, you know, it's, it's Costanza on Seinfeld. You know, when you, you've said your line, you've hit your high note, it's time to get out. Right. <laughs> I mean, thanks. I, that's, I'm, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm out. Yeah, See you later. Exactly. Um, and I think that's the way it needs to be. You know, Kenobi, I guess if they do one more series, I, I could live with it, but I don't, I don't want them to really jack it up and mess things up completely. I, I got enough to where I could see Hayden and Ewan back together. Together, We saw a little bit about young Leia. We saw a little bit about young Luke. And I'm like, okay, you know, there wasn't enough in there of the other characters where I was like, man, I want to see more of them. I, I did want to see the Ewan and, 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 and uh, Hayden thing. We saw it. We saw a few new characters. I'm thinking, okay, that, that led me enough in the right direction. And and you can say they left you in the right spot to where now Luke grows up there. He's got the ship from him, all that kind of stuff, and you're done. Now, if they do it and they do it right, great. But I, I'm, not, I'm not begging for it. Same thing with Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett, I'm okay with Boba Fett and Phoenix Chan going off and being sidekicks or parts of the Avenger Star Wars series and mixing into these other series from now on. That that series, it had some really cool points to it, but it wasn't enough to where I was like, man, they need a second and a third and a fourth. I guess you could say, okay, 
Cobb Vanth, you know, and all that kind of stuff. That was, that was, I like that character. Is Cad Bane dead? Is he alive? There's things in there, but it's not enough to where I think you're going, let's build a whole season off of it. Now, I could be way wrong, and if they do, great. But I hope they, as you said, land the plane the right way. So, go well, ahead. Well, I would say it's like, it's like the Harvey Dent. Like, you live, you either die the hero, or you mm-hmm. live long enough to see yourself become the bad guy. I think for all of these shows, you have a shelf life where if the story is good and believable, then you can buy in and you can do it. D-Doc, you talked about The Walking Dead. Mm. i tell you, my wife and I, we started The Walking Dead together at the very beginning. And we loved it. And it was, you know, we, we watched it individually. And then we jumped in together and we were like, this is awesome. And then the story diverted so far that you were like, wait, 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 hang on a sec. That doesn't even feel true to like what, what it was before. And then they started like killing off characters. It's like... Gr- Neither of you have probably watched Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Like, oh my okay, God. I've, I've somebody watched it. Go out of its misery. Like we've been going mm. for so long that the woman looks like she could just like fall over at any moment. Yeah. Right. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you, you could, you can go too long and build this out, or you can die the hero and go, man, that show was freaking awesome. Let's go and hope for a season seven of Clone Wars where yes. years down the road you come back and you're like, oh, that's what I wanted. That was great, you know? Yeah. I, I have to say this. Grey's Anatomy is always my wife's maternity leave show for all three of wow. my kids. Oh, man. Start Grey's Anatomy. Oh, my gosh. Are we married to the same person? Uh, Holy yeah. cow. And it's like, I would, I can't help but to tune in every now and then. I wouldn't sit and watch it with her, but then I would just be like, the one episode where the guy's like changing the tire on the side of the road, the main character. And he's like, the, uh, he like gets I'm like, why can't they just let some of these characters just go? They're like, they're going to be done. Let's kill them. You know, they're like writing them off. They're yeah. nurses and doctors. This is yeah. like, they don't need to die it's in a plane crash. Or... Oh yeah. Outside of just being in the hospital. Yeah. I said, I was like, is the news reporting that every employee of this hospital <laughs> eventually dies a horrible death? Like, geez. Get by a bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had to what? make that point. <laughs> I, I think I think I got a new title though. Star Wars. Don't let yourself become Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I mean that's uh, my wife and I. Everybody told us you got to watch it. You got to watch it. We never watched it when it was on, so we started to binge it. And I didn't know that it was eighteen seasons. So we're watching. I'm like, oh, it's a good first season. And we watched season two. And I'm like, hey, how long does this go? And I went. And I said. You've got to be kidding me. And I think we got <laughs> well, into like the fourth season. And I said, I can't do this anymore. Can't so you're do it. on something that's like a social construct. How much can I watch before I hate myself? <laughs> and really, I would say the threshold is like seven seasons. If it's more than seven seasons yeah. and it's not good, like Seinfeld is like nine seasons, but it's good enough that I can buy myself into watching all nine seasons of it. The Office nine seasons we go off the rails a little bit another great example of mm-hmm. went longer than we should have and we go yep. too far um imagine if the office ended it? when michael scott left imagine that it Why, probably should, should yeah. have now hang on a second because they yes, did find their way they did i will say this though some of my favorite this is not an office podcast some of my favorite episodes because i love awkward humor is the Will Ferrell, D'Angelo oh, Vickers episodes. They make me, and it's like this weird. Now, after that, I, we actually just stopped watching it because it was like, yeah, we don't, I don't care anymore. Yeah. See, James, like I'm the opposite D'Angelo. Yeah. I know. I it's, it's something sick about me. I need to go to therapy, figure out what it is. <laughs> but I love, I love the, like his fake, the fake oh. juggling scene that he does is one of my all-time all favorites of juggling, doing a juggling act to Everessence with no balls. That's true. That is, that's a wonderful scene. Um, okay. So we, we ran through uh, Bad Batch, episode four, season two. Uh, we've, we've shown that we all love The Office. Um, Parks and, have you guys watched Parks and Rec? Then we mentioned it, yeah. Parks and Rec, I love Parks and Rec. Sports. Uh, yeah, exactly. So we're tying in Star Wars, Parks and Rec. Um, 
any any closing thoughts either one of you guys have that we've we've kind of I love this episode because we bounced around on everything. So uh, I think we've had con- we've had conversations on a hundred different topics in a half in an hour. So go ahead, D Doc. I'll just hit mine real quick. It's uh you know. I, I'm I can live with the filler episode. I do wish that every freaking episode was like the first three of this season. Um, I think there's plenty more loaded up that we're going to see, uh, but I can live with it. And also, I thought there was a Tron shout out as well, because when they were going through the tunnel, it was playing some of that kind of Tron style music when hmm. that's that's not familiar to Star Wars, where it was like kind of that synthesizer like do 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 you know what i'm talking about yeah like, i like that okay there because i've been like i've been like kind of learning about tron lately because they're open that new ride and i'm like that that's something i never got into so i'm kind of trying to watch the old tron movie and the newer one and stuff like that so i thought there was a little tron shout out in it i'll, I'll end on that i love it okay i didn't even think about that but you're right that music was there nick how about you and my only closing thoughts would be this is that despite the filler episode the fact that we we can get together and talk about star wars and (laughs) dissect it again it's probably because i've not been on in a while but i'm very grateful for the opportunity to get to just sit and talk star wars uh and the fact that new star wars is continuing to come every time i listen to these new jedi order books i just think of like the day and age where it was like guess what we'll never see that on the big screen again and now every wednesday there's new Star Wars content coming out. What a time to be alive. I'm just I'm just grateful for it. So I agree. I have one quick question too. You just made me think of it, Nick. I was on Audible last night looking for a new book and I saw there's a Darth Maul book that Sam Whitmer Sam Whit Whitmer Whitmer whatever. He Which one? narrates it. Um it's a Darth Maul book. No. It might be. I, I either way I just know that it's like Maul on the cover with his lightsaber and he narrates the book and I listened to the sample of it. I'm like, I got to ask the guys if that's worth a listen. There was one that happened right before Phantom Menace uh, where he was after the Nemoidians, right? Yep. Um, and I can't remember. remember he's in prison too. I thought that was a comic series. Was no, that- there's an actual book where he is like, okay. it starts with him in prison and it's a test to like get out of it. Okay. Um, yeah. I would say this, D-Doc, Sam, uh, take the story out of it for a second. Sam Whitmer, his voice. I'm saying his name wrong, Whitworth. is such a good voice actor yeah. that it's yeah. worth listening to. It's like if um, if Mark Thompson does it, I'm probably going to listen to it just because he's such a good voice actor. Which, by the way, shout out to Mark Thompson. He did a ton of these new Jedi Order books. Now you're making me want to go back and listen to him. And the fun part for me is I'm listening to him going, I freaking know that guy. Let's go. (laughs) He's been on the podcast. He's a rule of the galaxy guy. Let's go. That's awesome. It was um, Shadow Shadow Hunter. Shadow Hunter. That's it. That's the one where he's in in prison. Yeah, that's like a. am looking for a new audio book, and I'm thinking about starting the prequels uh, because I never listened to the prequel audio books, and I, I think that would just be something fun to expand on. And uh, yeah, I saw that one in there and I'm like, man, I feel like it would be cool to hear him narrate his own character that he did the voice for in the animated series. So I don't know. I might jump into that one. Sorry, I, I railed. I, no, no, so no. The rails at the I, end. Look, I, I'm going to throw this out there to go along with that. If you want one that that is the character doing the book, but it's not an in-universe book, check out IMC3PO by Anthony Daniels because his biography he does it on the audio version it is it's so great because he's telling you the real truth of what happened he's been involved with every star wars thing from the beginning and he has a story about every show about every movie about every little thing from 1970 you know five all the way until now it's it's absolutely crazy but again it's not a story it's 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 his life but it's fantastic but to be fair, I was telling somebody about this the other day, the ICCC that we were at, mm-hmm. he was the best part of the whole thing for me because he he literally did an hour of exactly what you're talking about, Joe, of like, here are the stories, here's the insider info, here's everything that I experienced and I saw, and he was hilarious. Yeah. 
while he did. I sat there and I was just like, this is this was worth coming to just for this. <laughs> Crazy. Oh man. Well guys, you you guys are the best. I I love our little show. I love the that we all get together at different people and different parts of life and and just hanging out and talking the wars. Uh, uh sorry Alfie couldn't be here tonight. Brent, get better. Joey, thanks again for being on the special show we did earlier about the Mandalorian trailer. You know, we're going to we're going to figure out our guest list over the next uh, 11 episodes and prep for the show 200. Uh, we might do it live on YouTube. I don't know. I think that might be the best way to do it. Uh, so we'll 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 get working on that and planning. But guys, thanks to you. Thanks for being a part of it for our listeners, for our followers, for the people who interact with us on social media. Thank you so much. It's, it's just a blessing to really sit here and just have fun with people and, and just get away from reality and just talk Star Wars for a while and act like little kids again. And now that you guys are getting to experience that with your kids, <clears throat> I'm just really happy for all you guys because it's a really cool thing to go through. I wish my dad would like Star Wars. He <laughs> hates it. <laughs> but that's okay. We have our bonds. Um, so, guys, uh, episode 189 in the books. Uh, thank you so much. Until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>